வந்துட்டு All right, well once again, welcome everybody. This is Tales from the Secret Cabin. My name is Phil and glad to be here. Rushing in from all kinds of meetings. Uh who do we have here today? <laughs> I'm Mariana. And KJ is here. Jenny Fresh is here. It's all the same people I was gonna every, say, every <laughs> single time. It's so, like we planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to all the guests? Where did the guests well, go? They didn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, how are we doing? How's life? Really? C- c- come on, guys. It's good. We we normally come to this recording after listening to whoever's preaching uh give us kind of what they're going to be doing for the sermon and right. um we just we had a really really good one. So I think we're coming off of like <laughs> a very poetic introspective yeah. thinking about <laughs> so life I mean, so for us to talk now feels like i don't think i should <laughs> yeah. do that <laughs> yeah i heard this quote and so this person said only talk if it improves a silence <laughs> and that's really good yeah oh and, my God. and so, so after hearing this sermon it was like I don't think I'll ever forever. talk again. <laughs> I'm just going to be I quiet. Have nothing to add. I'm There's sure a have a podcast value. anymore if that's yeah. actually a rule that's... to live by. Okay, that's it. That's good. All maybe, right. Well, thanks for joining us today. The, so from here on the out, podcast today should be like stop <laughs> what you're doing, be listen to Stetson's sermon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm anyway, curious because yeah, I wasn't yeah. a part of that. Sure. Yeah. So we're obviously we're not going to get into whatever Stetson shared on a practical level in terms of what he's going to share this coming weekend, but. I am curious because I did experience you guys coming from that meeting. Like what, what reflect on it? Like not the content of the sermon, but what made you like, what was it about that experience that either, and I'm just putting words out there that maybe your words, but like inspired you or motivated you or what was it about that experience that connected or resonated just out of curiosity? I think that the thing I I get inspired by the things that I enjoy and that cause this like spirit of fun it's hearing things that I haven't heard before it's it's um it's it's have been this uh this part of me that's inspired by curiosity um so if someone's has the posture that they potentially could say something that hasn't been said before mm-hmm. um there in and how they say it and um especially because there's uh this f- feeling in the church of like okay it's been said we've done this mm-hmm. uh, you know it's this this pattern of just carrying something on um but there are these pockets that that i've been seeing and experiencing of yeah i don't think that's been said before Mm. or like these experiences that i'm like so is it possible that there hasn't been a person who has ever experienced that before um that, that that like god is doing something that he possibly hasn't ever done before mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of creating a uh 
and uh, uh, the expectation, the the idea that I could see something that hasn't been seen, heard mm-hmm. something that hasn't ever been heard, say something like participate mm-hmm. in something that hasn't ever happened before. And that's exciting mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And so his sermon, it's on God's grace. And that's at the centerpiece oh, yeah. of everything. Yeah. But how he said it, I haven't ever heard it before. Right. And it was like, yeah. that was yeah. beautiful. Speaking about improving silence, <laughs> I really like that quote, speak if it improves silence, because I think the, um, the topic, if you think about it, foundationally, if you pick apart, there's no truth that we didn't know, but it's the way it was presented. You know what I mean? Like if you boil it, boil it down. And so I think as a communicator, it makes me think of how many things we try to communicate. And maybe people have heard so many times, like, like what you're, you're saying, things that feel repetitive, but it's because the way it keeps being communicated compared to painting a different picture on the same truth. I don't know. There's just such this artistry of talking. All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, here's the thing I'm going to compare it to. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that, but I'm going to expound on that a bit because there's that idea of like, so it's the same truth. You know, sides heard it differently, but it's the same thing. I think it's different than that. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, and the only thing I have to compare it to is I hunt and I often have a ton of, Tennyson at home to eat. And the average person I talk to, they have had Tennyson before and they hate it. Um, And it's typically how it's prepared. So if people prepare Tennyson, how they prepare beef, it is terrible. There's this really (laughs) bad taste, bad texture. It is brutal. Um, But how it's prepared and the time that you put into it it, 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 it is a very, very versatile type of protein, and and it can be incredible. And and so um, so taking a piece of venison, it's it's very easy to to prepare it and serve it, and then have people say, "Hey, I've had." venison before Mm -hmm. and and i hate it and i could continue to serve the same thing or i can i can change up how i prepare the same thing for a complete different experience for the consumer or the people that that are eating the venison it is the same protein the same same thing but by the prep process, it, it actually changes yeah. the protein. It changes the experience. It mm. changes how it's consumed. It changes the enjoyment. Like I, I could prepare a piece of venison, the same piece of venison that people are going to hate and hate or how I pre- it will be something that, that, that people are going to say, can I have 
have some to take home? Can I have some more? Can I have some more? And I think that there's this idea of people saying truth is truth. It's like saying venison is venison. It's like, ah, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. so I hate going to someone's house and they prepare venison for me. <laughs> I hate it. The experience can be completely different. Yeah. Or how uh-huh. I prepare my right. venison, it's a gift um, that I'm excited to share. That's how I feel about veggie trays. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Jenny is the master of the. You are. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> magical going over and having the veggie tray at your house. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So when I hear that, I don't know if this is connecting exactly what you're saying. I'm just hungry now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This, uh, that's actually really good. We should figure that out. Uh, it feels like you're talking more of a deconstruction concept, right? You're taking something and you're deconstructing it, you're reconstructing it. But when you put it back together, it's actually different than it was originally. Is that kind of what you're driving at here in terms of this pursuit? And I guess what I'm really going after is this concept of, and it's kind of a buzzword these days, but this idea of deconstruction, like what are the things around us that we're, we're no longer just pursuing the same thing. We're actually deconstructing it, putting it back together. And it's actually something entirely new, but I don't know. Does that connect a little bit with what you're saying? Uh, it, it possible is, I, I, I think I, I would just say it's understanding it. Uh, so in contrast uh, uh, to deconstructing it, uh, to deconstruct it is to pick it apart, to dissect. I I don't think I enjoy the dissection process. I do enjoy the understanding, the putting um, uh putting something on the table and approaching it from a posture of curiosity compared to I have the answers. Um, So putting a piece of venison on the table and saying, how do I cook you? Um, (laughs) Because I've done it in the past and I didn't do so great. How do I understand you? And like the thing that's cool about venison is uh and it's it's probably all types of meat but it's the gender of the animal is going to taste different the habitat of the animal is going to cause it to taste different Mm, how i shoot it is is so so if the deer saw the arrow before it hit him it's going to cause the adrenaline oh my God. to pump through. And so the goal is they don't see you. Wow. And it's going to taste totally different. And so depending on all of the characteristics that go into mm-hmm. the habitat, the gender, and then how it was harvested, it's going to determine how I season it, the time that's going to go into preparing it um the whole sous vide process that i do the grilling process like it's all in there and so so taking taking biblical truths Mm. from the same perspective Mm. of 
of habitat experience mm. how it was harvested. Oh my God. I mean, like, and then how do you prepare it to serve it to people <laughs> as a gift huh. compared to saying, hey, venison's venison, because there's wow. a lot of people out there who has had yeah. venison and they hate it. But you, yeah, and you I'm took it and destroyed like, yeah. it. Yeah. You destroyed something that could be so amazing and beautiful and delicious. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing that typically happens. It's people say, I've heard about Jesus, Jesus before. Christ, yeah. I've right. heard about, I've gone but, to church before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't intend on ever going back. Mm-hmm. And and wow. there are some people I'll put the, venison on a table and they can't touch it. The, it yeah. causes them this uh-huh. reaction to like yeah. dry heave. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't do it. I'm like, man, but you haven't had it how I've done they it. They had an you know? inappropriate yeah. interaction with it before. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I love the parallel. All right, let's roll a little bit with the curiosity theme then, because I think that's an intriguing way to to look at things. What if, uh, not what if, what, what, what am I feeling? The question, it feels like the concept of being curious is a unappreciated value in certain circles, right? Or whatever, like, so in other words, again, you guys kind of rolled out of this meeting and you're like, Hey, this is, this approach was a curious approach. And, and that in itself was refreshing in itself. So I'm kind of playing off that idea. Like why, again, maybe just reflect on that a little bit. Why, why do you feel like curiosity is so important or why is it inspiring you? Not about any one particular thing, but just the posture of curiosity. I I have been living in our last podcast in talking about the rut, mm. like, and being so intentional in multiple decisions throughout the day of like, is this a habitual rut? Am I just enabling this, you know, habitat that I have, you know, that I do and, or sorry, habit, not habitat, habit. And um, so I think for me, the curiosity is like, one more step out of that, you know, this ingrained thing that I do over and over the way I think mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. I think too, and I think still in, in KJ's example here, I think there's such joy when you think you know something and then you rediscover it. And the the example that is coming to my mind is every time that I feel like I fall in love with my husband again. You know, like I've known you, I've loved you, but then something happens, a fresh experience, whatever, a conversation and, and you fall in love with that same person again. So I'm thinking here of this joy of rediscovering something that maybe you think you already knew, but kind of going deeper into that. And in, in a, whether it's a topic or something, yeah, spiritual or something in our ruts and habits and how we're doing life. I think there's such beauty to me. And that's how I see curiosity in, huh, what is it about this that I can experience in a different way or in a deeper way? And it's, it it, kind of holds hands as, as far as like a humble posture also, instead of a prideful posture, um, being humble and being curious especially in these like 
biblical topics and the topics about character of God, experiences of God. Mm. Um, the people that, that I've seen who are just so intoxicating, they often are very curious and humble mm. compared to the people I've experienced who seem to have the cornerstone on who God is mm. um, because they always fall very short mm. and it just doesn't inspire me. It doesn't mm. help. Mm. Can you, can you think of things that keep you from being curious? Or are barriers to your curiosity at times? I, I think what KJ said there, I, I've been thinking about this quote, uh, the more you know, you re the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know. And I think that's such a great place to be uh, and realizing how much you don't know. I think that to me is what feeds curiosity. Whenever I feel like, yep, I got it. Then why be curious, you know? Uh, but then the more you you keep asking questions or the more you, you know, whatever in whatever the topic is and realizing how much you don't know is what feeds that in me particularly. I think of like my seven year old and how many times a day she verbally asks an out loud question, you know, and it's a lot. It's a lot like, you know, like the three year olds, like, what's Why? this? Like, she continues to do that even <laughs> at seven and a half. She wants to know it all. Um, and it's funny because you're talking about this, like this curiosity, like how often do I verbally ask an out loud question, but I don't because I'm insecure about not mm. knowing, you know, so it's, I think, the curiosity dies in that insecurity. It's mm, good. Yeah. So my mind's just rolling now on curiosity questions. So I'm just going to keep firing them. <laughs> but what, okay. So what, what would be something if you were looking at in this moment, you're just being honest to say, I have been approaching that from a, I have it all figured out mentality that now you should say, I want to be curious again about that. I mean, anything veggie trays. You, you probably think you got it all figured out, Jenny, and you oh, don't. Oh, I do. Be Phil. curious about the veggie trade, Jenny. I do. She's not okay. curious about that anymore. She I got have it. been. I'm just judgmental. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> Here's the that's types a, that's of a vegetables. Great way to the question. Where am I judgmental? That's probably where I think I got it all figured that's out. Probably right. Great example. I've Coffee been is an easy um, answer for me. I've been exploring the idea of something I've I've simply accepted is the fact that that I have a speech impediment. And I have been very, uh, very, uh, I've spent time like thinking, so do I have to have a speech impediment? And, and thinking about the places it comes from. I've been thinking about the psychology of it. I've been thinking about mm. the, the paths that I've created and the habits of how I say certain things, it tends to be the same, same thing. And it brings me to the spot of, I'm very curious about, so do I actually have a speech impediment or is it something I've, I just accepted? It's really good. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that knocked my veggie tree right off. <laughs> <out. laughs> That's funny. 
Veggie tray. <laughs> veggie tray. Phil, you you are the the guy of of questions Queen and king of curiosity <laughs> yeah no i just would love to hear your thoughts on this on how does this play out in your life because i think you inspire me in asking questions and so you don't realize from I, a I, have a, I have a very angle. mono brain so if i think about the questions to ask you, but i don't have to actually stop and answer okay. the questions you were and just thinking think about, about the i'm questions. just asking i'm, I'm just sorry. asking what are good questions <laughs> so i'm five, gonna derail it's no it's all good it's all good so okay. I, yeah, I don't even know half the questions I just got done okay. asking you to go back and think about them entirely. I will say I do love the concept of curiosity. And, I, you know, I think the, the reason I started with deconstruction is that's probably the language I would use in terms of being curious about something, how to, how to, you know, reverse engineer it is kind of the, maybe the better term for me, but yeah. in with the hope of, again, I think food is a great example. Like some of the most amazing things I've ever eaten. It's literally taking that protein and you you reverse engineer it to the point where it becomes something different when you eat it. Right. And I think that's kind of what you were describing there. But all that being said, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I mean, just what hit my mind initially when I asked the question, I had a, and I, have, I don't have no thoughts on this really, so I'm just asking the questions. Um, my my 15 year old daughter and I had a really fun conversation around retirement planning the other day. And <laughs> are you? That's It was more of her 15. thinking, like how she was thinking about retirement. Wow. That's awesome. And I was blown away if, because honestly, like I don't care. I really don't care. And I take a very strong posture in life that way. And I'm sure it's not wise and all kinds of stuff. And I can, and so I'm curious about it. I'm curious about that that kind of thinking. Huh. Um, but I really what, what's the curiosity for me is. And it's again, it's a little bit of a jaded view, but it's, you know, when you spend time with people later on in their life, some of them got to live the dream, some of them didn't, but if they spent their whole life creating this dream when they're 60 and 70 and 80, but what happens when you're 60, 70, 80, you don't know. And so it's a very weird, you know, uh, and that's, and there's some, some family members that play a role in that in, in terms of my thinking too. It's like, am I missing the adventure now for the wow. preparation of an adventure that I think I can have when something magical happens at 65 or 72 or whatever some of the numbers are and so that's kind of where i was pushing my daughter a little bit in terms of her thinking on it but it got me curious about just retirement and planning for retirement not planning for retirement and future adventures versus adventures now and so wow. that's kind of where a little bit of my head space has been at you know for the last 24 hours or so but and I'll throw this out there. If I haven't said this at this podcast yet or not, maybe I have. So if I have, I'm sorry. Um, but there's an individual who plays a really strong kind of mentorship role in my life. And I was talking to him recently and he's recently transitioned out of, out of a job and, and is, I don't even know if he'd say he's retired or not or whatever, but I was just asking about his life. And he said, um, you know what, Phil, I, I've checked a lot of boxes off already. And so there's a few things I want to get to now that I can get to at time, but, mm -hmm. but I don't have a bucket list. I don't have things. I've been checking it off along the way. So that's a little bit of, of what's behind yeah. there too. Like how mm -hmm. do you live life in a way where you're, you're checking boxes off as you go rather than kind of uh -huh. this wait till some future end thing. So and I have the adventure now. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Have the adventure mm -hmm. now and how I think, yeah, that's, that's not necessarily the cultural norm that I grew up in, yeah. in terms of sort of how you live life, but what does it mean? With yeah. within the concepts of of all the things we talk about it and just, you know, what's true and what's real and what's valuable and not throwing things away and being reckless per se, but but trusting and being open to a future that may hmm. um again, I, I, not to get 
too philosophical on all this, but I, I do think, you know, when you have experiences like COVID and there's, there's just these moments in time, we realize, you know, what did all that planning mean when these kinds of changes happen? I think, again, the, the, the generation coming has to wrestle with that differently because of those types of experiences that we've had. And it just puts the future in question and makes it more about, you know, kind of that idea of, of let tomorrow worry about itself. And today is the day that we've been given. And so to live that out fully is, is a heartbeat of mine. And what does that look like? So, all right. So here's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm kind of exploring here and I'm, I'm very curious about is is talking about the idea of having adventures and doing things and um that that you can't do to today and that that thing um so are there examples that that you have that that quantify adventure um compared to someone who is 70 and they get a condo and in in florida. in florida because that doesn't seem Which very nothing wrong with that. to me uh, my but, friend no. that just bought a condo in florida there's nothing no. wrong with that no, i will take a condo but, in florida anytime no i'm on your saying adventure. some people will say that's an adventure right. that right. that isn't an adventure yeah. that's like the opposite of an adventure and that, that that's okay i'm totally yeah. all about the opposite of a venture at times um but from a heart perspective the person that you are is craving adventure and it, it kind of feels uh, that there's something that's been put off there's something that you're hoping for uh could you unpack that a bit wow Ah, that's a good question. And okay, so so yeah, again, this is this is off the cuff. I I don't know if I'm going to believe half of what I say. That's that's part of being <laughs> a quintessential awesome. like internal it. processor because then I get to think through it all. Then when I say things that it, I feel better about them. So I may not agree with what I'm about to say. But <laughs> having said that as a caveat, um, <laughs> there's a huge part of control in the concept of adventure for me. Mm. So it's and it's not like. Con control freak kind of thing but this idea that you are you are in control of where things are going and and where you're headed in the places that you are choosing to be and that in itself defines adventure at some level um rather than being uh controlled by those things right so it's like well i, I have so again that's where i think you could say the condo in florida is an adventure because it is something that is where a person's agency that the choices they have is being executed to the, the desires and values and things they have in their life, right? It's taking them places they weren't from somewhere they were to somewhere they've been. Or I would say the condo in Florida during hurricane season. Right. See, I would be excited well, no, about I that. that. I, I would go during hurricane season. There That'd be go. fun there for you me. And, and, but, but yeah, but I think if I, if you know, I'm reducing it down to really not cool. just, you know, there are right. realities of adventure, right? Like, like momentary, complete. This is a little bit what we talked about last time too. Like that idea of, of, what liminal spaces or just things that that are literally in between places. And so, but your 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 environments are changed. Your the the places you go are new. Like that whole thing, or a completely uh, catastrophic event. You know, like a hurricane. Like it changes everything. And there's an adventure there. I can remember times. You know. 
like anything, the, the earlier experiences of like going to the coffee farm in Peru, um, tons of adventure, like every single moment, it's, it all shines, it's all brand new, it's all, we don't know what's gonna happen, we don't know about this. And then after six or seven times, you're like, I got this, I know this, I know how to get there, I know how to get the coffee out, I know what coffee, I don't know if it's a good season, bad season, like you start, it get, becomes normal, even though it's the same exact story of quote unquote, the adventure to Peru, it changes across the board because what was an adventure before isn't now. So it's not the external environment as much as the, the radical nature of the moment, right? The, the, um, the culture of the moment. So that's so good, but yeah. So I think, I think that's part of, and maybe I said this last time too, like there's an adventure, like my daughter going off to college and that was, oh, I want to go off to college. You know, I don't necessarily want to just literally go to a college. I don't want to go to college. Either. I know, I know, Man. I don't either. But the, but the, yeah, but the, the idea, idea yeah. of, of adventure, right? The idea yeah. of, of it's, it's enacting a choice that moves forward in a new and different way in some respects as connection. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's a really, really huge 30,000 foot view of what adventure is, but and, and, and it's a culture. So, yeah. So if it's a culture, is it expensive? <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm, I'm going here, like, because it, people think they have to, have well, okay, money. so uh -huh. so here, okay, I don't even know how this connects exactly, but I'll throw it out there since we're talking about this. Um, I literally woke up this morning, and my thought this morning was the adventure starts now. Hmm. Nothing's changed, mm -hmm. but it's a mindset change. The adventure yeah. starts now. Like, let's yeah. stop working towards the whatever perpetual future is right. going to be. Let's mm -hmm. actually make it now. Right my day has looked exactly like this day has looked multiple times. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but there's been a different approach to it because, mm -hmm. so I hear what you're saying there. In some respects, it costs nothing. Mm -hmm. However, that mindset's costing everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's both, right? So it's both. And there's something about, and mm -hmm. this is a little bit of, I'll tie it together, the curiosity conversation, like being curious, going on a venture, defining it as, as open-ended futures like mm -hmm. that changes everything it costs everything to live that way even though maybe the practical part of today mm -hmm. uh, it looks pretty normal <laughs> in terms of my own external you know what i did today and how it plays out the most times this week so but i also think there's something to be said when if you're talking about cost fin financial like the the legit um when you have given your mindset to this the, these funds or whatever are for this, then your the longing for adventure might be there, but the acting on it might be decreased. Your curiosity for it might be decreased because I've made this decision over here. Therefore, this decision can't move forward. It's hmm. good. Yeah, that's really good. I yeah, I'm I'm thinking about the when you were talking about retirement. You said something there that it's not about being reckless but it's about living in full what's right now and and i'm still thinking about that uh just just how meaningful that is it's not about i think we may stereotype adventure or try new things in a very crazy reckless way it doesn't have to look like that but just what am i doing with the right now so I love this connection you made with the mindset. I'm, I'm going to sit on that for a while. My dad used to put us in the car <clears throat> on like Saturdays sometimes. And 
we'd be like, what are we going to do? What are we doing? And he'd say, we're going on an adventure nice. and we would just drive <laughs> and like eat at a weird well, place yeah. or, you know, like, and I hated it, you know, <laughs> as a kid. Cause I was just like, Oh, we're just going to drive around, you know, but like to him, it's like, he needed that, yeah. you know, like, no, mm. we're going to go out. We're just going to experience something different. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where we're going. When my kids were little, we used to drive to the Denver airport and just sit there and watch planes take off and land. And it was this so, so simple, cheap experience, but it was so magical. I love it. Um, so in the past podcast, um, the, the idea of flying yeah. came up and his desire like to go on an adventure but there cannot be any adults and he kind of like spelled this whole thing out because to him the idea of adults they, it symbolizes they ruin adventure predictability right wow. it's like he's going to be taken yeah. care of and for him his heart was like i have a desire to see if i can mm. take care of take care of myself and um and so he and I had been talking about it and I, you know, like he has school, he's only 14 and there's kind of, I mean, he does a ton. I mean, he's done a lot of things. I mean, he's helped shot, shoot a buffalo. Like, I mean, like there's so many things that he's done that are just incredible. I'm caught my chair. <laughs> Don't fall. Claustrophobic. Oh, okay. No. Okay. We're good. Okay. So it's all your furniture. Yeah, so yeah, I can't find like, about ah, that. Stop. Um, and, and, um, and I, I, so I was trying to create something for him to do today to kind of, I don't know, um, be, Begin to say I see you and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And the the funny thing had been like the only answer I had is there's a bed in the secret cabin. How about mm -hmm. you go out and move out? And, yeah. <laughs> um, go across be, the yard. Be the first. <laughs> to sleep in the cabin oh. and 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 uh the thing that was cool was you know he set it up he turned on the fireplace he prepared his space he brought in his bed i mean like and <laughs> it was uh it's a very simple thing but it was hard from a parental experience of he slept outside of the house mm. um, and he's taking care of himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, the following day, he f felt whole. Mm. And it was just simply how he slept wow. had been different wow. the place he slept is different he had what got activated in him. i have no idea cool. but it was like oh i'm experienced i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to do anything insane he was satisfied for the time being yeah it was, it was cool that's wow cool. Mm, gosh we could go down that whole line what is enough of adventure right oh, well, well but i do i do love what I, and this is a great connection i'm glad you brought zion back up but this idea that whatever that experience is that it truly um it connects with who you are and 
and you're discovering something about yourself, it goes back to curiosity, goes back to change a little bit. Like, again, eventually sleeping out here is going to be boring, right? right? We all know that. Mm -hmm. But but for that season where it's not, this is where he's learning about himself and he's learning mm -hmm. about, and you're, you know, and the environment and cult. Yeah, that's, that's really fun. So I'll throw that on to part of the thing about adventure. Um, the only thing I'll mention is when you mentioned that to the first thing that popped in my head was the whole Nacho Libre thing where Nacho goes out and he creates a little twig tent because <laughs> yeah. he has to go, you know, find himself and spend his day in the hot sun. So anyways, that was why. That's great. I'll have my day in the hot sun. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of adventure, we all have lives that we have to. <laughs> on to the next on one. On to the next <laughs> thing. But, uh, anything else? No. All right. No. Well, everybody take care. <laughs>